Call the spec sheet now at 573-837-4948. This is the spec sheet. Curtis Thornton, the Internet's premier technology podcast. On this broadcast, we're accepting tech support calls only from middle-aged black females named Lois. Call the show now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's the spec sheet. It's the spec sheet with Curtis Thornton. I'm Michael Van Dieven. That would make him Curtis Thornton. And you can be you if you want to call the show. That number again is 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948. Curtis, did you fully switch to an Android phone yet? I can't recall if you said you'd... No, I haven't, which is kind of funny because I need to take my phone to uh, the uh, AT&T store to get replaced because of a problem it's having with the power button, which might be the final straw for me. Mm. Uh, I'm ready to do it. I just, the, the only thing is I've spent so much money on apps for the iPhone. I hate losing all of that. But. Well, the reason I ask is because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, this is a, at the forefront of my mind at the moment. Uh, Microsoft has absolutely ruined Skype for Android. If you're, that's why I oh, asked really? because I wanted to know if you've experienced this yet or not. If you're even a mobile user of Skype, anyway. Yeah, but, uh, I use it on the iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever you switch to an Android device, I don't know if they have facially raped the iPhone version <laughs> of Skype yet or not. Uh, but if you're using Skype on an Android device, they have abysmally destroyed it. It, it force really? closes all the time. For no apparent reason. Oh, get this. There is no functionality that I have been able to find, that I have been able to find, that allows you to sign in as a different user once you have signed in with a that, user account. That's funny because I'm using the, the Mac version of it right now, and I had the exact same problem on it. I was trying to make sure I was logged in with my full account because uh, I've got my basic one that's just free and then another one that has Skype credit. And uh, not that I need to be on the Skype credit one, but I, I couldn't figure out how to change my user. You know, I think my wife is uh, sending me Voxer messages from Morocco. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Let nice. me see. Yes, I do. How are you, honey? Yeah, she's apparently got her phone hooked up to a Wi-Fi access oh, nice. point over there. Yeah, Voxer is really great. If you want a really good push to... I'm fine, and I'm doing the radio show right now, so everything you say is being heard by hundreds of people. Uh, well, let's what, be realistic, it, about three it was, people. But it was uh, being, the, the government hears it anyway, so it's all good. 
Oh, well, she can't regardless. hear you, unfortunately. I know. I don't quite have that functionality oh, set up. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty interesting. It's actually, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's working really well. And what you'll want to do, honey, on your phone, since you're not connected to the cellular network over there, you're going to want to go into the settings and put your phone on airplane mode so that you can turn off all the radios inside your phone. And then uh, go back and turn on the Wi-Fi. So that way the cell phone radio is going to be turned off, but the Wi-Fi will be on. Because if you don't do that, your phone's going to plow through the battery really fast. Uh, yeah. How's everything going over there, by the way? Anyway, I'll wait for her to respond to that. Uh, yeah, well, I took my wife and my nine-month-old baby up to the airport. Uh, hold on, let me see. Uh, I took them up to the airport yesterday, and... They arrived in Morocco, I guess, at around 5 o'clock this morning, our time. Oh, right. Really? Yeah. And boy, did my wife take some luggage. Holy Christ, in a car seat, <laughs> does she know how to pack? Oh, my nice. God. Three checked bags, uh, huge checked bags. These, I mean, these, are, these may as well just be like trunks. Like John Candy yeah. dragged around and, and planes, yeah. trains, and automobiles. I mean, it's yeah. just enormous. <laughs> well, well, I couldn't imagine with a nine-month-old. I mean, he had to pack for all kinds of eventualities <clears throat> there anyway. Let's uh, see what she said here. Oh. Now, is that a... Hold on just a second. Yep. Son of a bitch. Come on. What is the... Okay. Yeah, babies, they tend to be scared of each other. And, uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know that they tend to be scared of each other. I'll just say babies are weird. And all babies are frightened of one another. That is axiomatic <laughs> in this universe. No, I yes. just, but they are weird and they get frightened at strange times by strange things that you wouldn't quite expect. So she'll get used to her, though. Anyway, I love you. I'm doing the show. I got to go. I'm sorry. Uh, just keep this on, and I'm sure we'll be talking soon. I'll be done with the show in a couple hours. I love you, honey. Anyway, that's my wife from Morocco. Isn't technology just... Just let me know when you're done. And I love you, too. She just told me that. Who loves me? <laughs> <I don't, laughs> we all do. <laughs> I mean... Okay. Well, anyway, I love you, and we'll talk soon. Uh, anyway, that's my wife from Morocco. Technology is really wonderful. Just the idea that she can be over there with her mobile device, just connected to Wi-Fi, and press a button on it and instantaneously hold a voice conversation with me for free. Aren't these oh, just yeah. amazing times in which we live? We really take this stuff for granted. Yeah, but think about go back 150 years ago before they had there was something I, I can't remember if it was on a podcast or where I was I, I heard this but go back 100 years ago and think about what life was like for somebody there who didn't have this technology and how shocked and out of place they would be if they were thrust into the world today <laughs> they couldn't they couldn't function and we would be the same way even though technology moves so fast now and it's awesome all the things we can do whatever it is 100 years from now we're going to be able to do or, or our kids kids can do 
it, it would be such a shock <laughs> to us. Our brain wouldn't be able to process it. I would like to it's go back. Awesome. I would like to go back to the Civil War era and try and explain DNS to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Could you There's no way. <laughs> so anyway, your IP address is just hard to remember, and it's like the internet phone books. Oh, we don't have no phone book around here. We don't yeah. got no internet around here. We don't got oh. no IP address around here. We don't even got no electricity around here. We ain't got no cables or wires around here. Okay, shut up. I get it. You don't have no nothing around here. I'll go back to my own time. Jesus Christ, you fucking hayseeds. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, when was H.G. Wells? Was it the late uh, or early 1900s that he was writing? Yeah. Because yep. he, he, he predicted so many things, though, technology-wise. How did he do that? You know, What was he seeing around him that made him think? Is it, am I thinking of the right person? He wrote Wells? Journey to the Center of the Earth, didn't he? I I no, that, so, was, yeah. uh, that was Jules Verne. Jules Verne, yeah. Well, no, Jules Verne. That's who I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. H.G. Wells. Yeah. Uh, Jules Verne, yeah. That'd yeah, that was the early things. 1900s. Yeah. All these things that were kind of precursors to today's technology. Well, you know what? I think a lot of those are actually written in the late 1800s. But anyway, yeah. It could have been, your, yeah. Yeah. Your yeah. point's yeah. taken. The submarine, yeah, but, the concept of the submarine uh, was his idea. It's my understanding. Yeah. But, but it's awesome because the way they thought of it, you know, was in terms of their technology. Again, if he if he had seen the way things turned out, it would have just blown his mind and he wouldn't get it. If you want so, to have a, a submarine, you go get yourself some hay and burn yeah. that hay till the nice steam starts a brewing. And you're going to have propulsion, you see. Yeah, well, to, to, to bring it back to uh, what started it, think about what your uh, your kids' kids are going to be using when when their family goes overseas. They're not going to use a phone for it. What is it going to be? Is it going to be a holographic projection? I mean, who knows? Yeah, I've often thought about the things that we really just take for granted and how hard it would be. I mean, what would be your... Like, let's say that really were a challenge you could like... If you can go back to the Civil War and make someone understand DNS, we'll give you a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just trying yeah. to think, oh, uh, well, how, what's the how, route you would take to get there? Holy Christ. Well, how about explaining to somebody? Because during the Civil War, the photograph was still a very new thing, uh, being able to get, take a photograph. And it took a long time to stand there while the thing was exposed. So try to explain the idea that you have this thing in your pocket that you can use to communicate with people, and you can also use it to take a picture, and then you can upload it to a thing called Facebook. Explain that to somebody. <laughs> Don't to you Abraham understand? Lincoln. It's social networking. God. Yeah. Yeah, well, th social networking, if you could go back in time, let's, let's go even farther back, I, let's say like the times of Alexander, and, and say, you know, the reason why you are, are, are consolidating all these uh different people and creating this empire is so someday we can have Facebook. Do you think mm. he would do it then? Or I don't think, like, yeah, I, I really don't think electricity would be a worthy invention. <laughs> no. Once one learns that's what it's going to be used for. Right. God, yeah. what a waste of human, human, uh, yeah. man hours. Yeah. It's just, a it's just an economic drain. Facebook well, is. Well, I'd like well, to know how many, you know what? We're in an economic doldrum right now. I'd like to know how much of that can be attributed to Facebook use. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, th this is a random, uh, very local thing, but <clears throat> I'm sure uh, most cities have these groups on Facebook where you can buy, sell, and trade items, kind of like a Craigslist for Facebook. And I joined the local one for a town I used to live in and then for where I'm at now. And uh, if you want to watch some drama, like I don't have to, to have a TV subscription for like, 
uh, dramas and soap operas and all that. I could just watch these people fight on Facebook over buying and selling used items. Uh. Is that what the internet was made for? I mean, it, it's really, really funny, actually, to see how angry people get and the person who started a fight you know, and then doesn't want to take any blame for it. But when you read through the whole thread, you can see that you know they started the whole deal. What I really love are people who go on Facebook and start making rendering political commentary, and then they get really pissed off if someone on their friends list comes in and disagrees. Oh, yeah. It's like they have this... They just walk around with this expectation that because you're on my friends list, that means you won't come in and poo-poo any of the opinions and ideas that I'm consistently ramming yeah. down everybody's face. Yeah, well, uh, I would love to see like a, a, a national law created that you need to go out and publicly state to every person you actually communicate with all the same views you share on Facebook because people forget that everyone can see that crap. Uh because I, I think most of the stuff you'll see an average person post on Facebook, they would never have that conversation with you in person over politics mm. or personal views or with a Supreme Court. Or if Court, they did, it would be conducted in at least a reasonable manner. Right. The way human well, beings do when they're face-to-face and the other is afraid he may have his face smashed by doing otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, I've always had the, the goal and plan at some point to create a... a my own internet archive of the greatest threads ever uh, in in forums or fa- or social media or Twitter, you name it. I want to I want to show the the funniest and best interactions of humans, whether it's the the best in terms of stupid or just great, where someone gets owned. And uh, I mean, there's only going to be ten of them on Facebook, maybe because most of it's crap. But the, if, when you look at the internet and all the different ways that people just rip each other, there's no way they would do that in person for the, the average person. The, the people who would, uh, I respect them for it, but they would probably get locked up for being crazy. RVXTM in the chat room, uh, just to throw this out there, for people who are also train wreck listeners, you'll probably get the reference, but he says, a VSP is a virtual scissoring provider. (laughs) 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 Everyone needs a virtual scissoring uh, provider as opposed to an actual scissoring provider. Uh, You you really want to go virtual on that. There are a lot of advantages. A lot of sandboxing. That sounds painful. <laughs> you, 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 scissoring, virtual scissoring a in a sandbox. You, you, well, you know, the, the cleaning that off is pretty tough when you get that sand there. And it's just not a matter of cleaning. I mean, you've probably yeah. got to go internal a little right. bit. Uh, you've, yes. you've got to. Uh, it's not going <laughs> to be a surface. That. Pro- yeah, that's not a surface area problem. Uh, yes. You've really got to address the situation. So. Anyway, if you want to call the show, the number again, 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948. we got a lot of people in the chat room rendering commentary, none of whom are calling the show, uh, which yeah. really, I have to say, is a little bit of a letdown. Only kidding. I prefer that you not call. Thank you. I want this to be the Facebook of podcasts, personally. No, you didn't chase him away. I think he probably went away to figure out a way to call into the show. He's actually in, I think he is in Ukraine, isn't he? Yeah, I, I believe that's right. Yeah, yeah there he is. It, he's very, uh, very... He's uh, uh, he's calling in. What's up, Vlad? Yay, yay, at last. I'm he, online and awake at this hour in Romania. You yeah. know, oh, Romania, okay. We, we thought you were in yeah. uh, Ukraine. Do you get supremely you, offended if, if an American mistakes <laughs> you for a Ukrainian? Is that like a Canadian who uh, is mistaken for an American? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. No, I don't think there's any special discrimination around Ukraine or Romanians or 
You know what? I want to ask you so. something. On your Twitter feed, you have yeah. like uh, you have like thirty four hundred followers. What are you doing that's getting so many followers? I don't get it. Who's got the blog? I had no, I don't have the blog anymore. My account oh, yeah. is suspended. Yeah, um, I used to do things like marketing and stuff like that a long time ago. I had like, I don't know, six, uh, no, no, six, six thousand or seven thousand followers at one time. But nah, wow. they all gone away. Yeah, assholes. What away. a bunch of right. what a bunch of just abandoners. You can't depend on anyone. No one's out <laughs> there for you but yourself. Exactly. <laughs> So you got so, the iPhone 5. Yeah, uh, your first impressions, what are they? First impressions is pretty darn fast compared to the 4. And uh, 4 is so much, but compared to the 4, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, mm. yeah I would agree. Comparing a 4 to a 5, yeah. yeah the big yeah. difference is using it for, I don't know, gaming and the battery level are <laughs> the battery levels are going so much faster now with the new games and new acceleration mm. and better better hardware. Jasmunda in the chat room says it's worse when an Aussie is mistaken for a New Zealander. Well, I think you might have that a little bit backward because I once asked a New Zealander if she were from Australia and she really did just look at me as though she wanted to bite my package. The, the, the worst is if you're Australian and, and, and an American comes up and asks if you drink Foster's beer. Never heard of Foster's. <laughs> oh, it, it's terrible. It's like the American pretend Australian beer. New Zealand is beautiful. Uh, so are a lot of the women over there for whatever reason. New Zealand seems to have a lot of beautiful women. What's going on with that? Anyway, Vlad, your first impressions continue. I'm sorry. Uh, my first impression. So except as fast the call quality got better and better while using it. I didn't even realize how much problems and dropouts I had with the iPhone 4. And uh, pretty much I don't have very good coverage in all, uh, in all the places around the town. I can't believe that. And that antenna problem, really, you know, the first I heard about it, the antenna gate problem, I didn't quite believe that it's really so so influential about the phone calls and the quality of the call. It's a uh, it's pretty darn good quality on the iPhone five. You know, I yeah. think uh, in retrospect, hindsight being as twenty twenty as it is, it seems that AT and T in this country got a really bad rep when they actually didn't quite deserve it. it I think the iPhone was largely to blame for all the problems people were having when that initially yeah, but it, rolled out. It was, yeah, but it was the first phone and the first device to offer that kind of services on that scale. So the, so the iPhone 5 doesn't use the same peripheral, you know, where they use the chassis on the sides for the antenna? Does it still do that? No, they use, uh, they use two antennas that switch automatically. They're aware of the power of the signal around you. Something like that, I, I mm -hmm. think. Yeah, because well, now that they've switched to the, the fully metal case, because one of the problems with the 4 and 4S was that it had that, that glass back to it, uh, and it, it did something weird to it uh, that with the 5, they, they got away from all of that. The funny thing is when Antenna Gate was happening, uh, at a job I used to work at, I was interviewing a, a person who was an Apple employee. Uh, they were a tech support employee and uh i i you know in the interview i said okay you gotta tell me what's the deal with this whole antenna thing this is before uh everything came out where apple actually admitted something and he told me that uh that they had internal meetings where they had specific terminology their lawyers gave them that they had to use whenever talking to a person about the, the lawyer or about the antenna oh that's uh, that's very common in big corporate enterprises oh, yeah. for instance when i was working for a dell contractor 
I was uh, working in a call center. I mean, I, technically, I guess you could say, well, I guess you could say I was working for Dell, but technically I was working for a third-party contractor taking uh, tech support calls. And I really found it hilarious that when a customer called in and had malware on their machine, we were not allowed to refer to it as malware. We had oh, to refer great. to it as third-party applications. So the next time you go to a porn site that causes huge black penises <laughs> to randomly pop up on your screen, that's a third-party application. It's, yeah, it's yeah. written in C. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Awesome. I mean, just the, uh, the euphemistic approach to language that corporations take is so yeah. counterproductive. It is just so disconnected from the way real people talk or speak, I should say, and it it really hinders our ability as consumers to know what's happening and what to do about it. Yeah, it, it's ridiculous that uh, a <laughs> the, third party the, third party. Yeah, I was gonna say I was try, still trying to, to 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 deal with that one. That well, that reminds me, one of my uh, articles I wanted to talk about. Or I guess not articles, but stories that's out there is: Have you heard about Twitter and its uh, retargeting? It's going to start doing no. Uh, I guess now they're going to work on tracking. They're, they're going to have a new level of tracking cookies to uh, target ads better to you. Uh, speaking of third-party features. Are they third-party uh, cookies? Well, I, no, I don't know that they're third-party cookies. They're, I mean, they're resold cookies through the Twitter apps, but they're going to do it through uh, the mobile device and on the browser. And that just it, it drives <laughs> me crazy with, with all of the stories out there about uh, – uh, NSA tracking, which actually that's a good question uh, to, to ask since we have somebody from out of the, the U.S. here. How is uh, America being uh, presented right now in terms of our spying on Americans and on the rest of the world? You know, there are a lot of things in the news that I heard lately about uh, the problems in the United States about this kind of CIA and monitoring of the internet activity. We around here don't have this problem. I mean, everyone puts their photos online and sharing, and I don't want to continue about piracy because that's the main method of acquiring media around here. So we have an iTunes store for, I don't know, last year, I think it opened, but I know like two people who used iTunes store. Mm -hmm. And the rest, the rest just get everything through piracy. Yeah. And well, that, I mean, that's the way it is. People, I, and those people that use that in store don't use the other method because they, they don't know how to do them. Right. This is easier. Than... Yeah. It's the most easiest way. You just click buy and you have it on your computer and your phone. And yeah. Like that. Yeah. By the way, Vlad, Ponyboy Sunset in the chat room says she hates your accent and would like you off of the show. Oh, no, I'm mistaken. She likes your accent. Never mind. <laughs> uh -oh. <laughs> so piracy is a huge problem i don't know if i'd use the word problem but it's very prevalent in romania um is the government there doing anything to sort of stamp that out or are they are they cooperating with the american government in any way because as you know the, the american so. government's bought and sold been bought and well, sold by corporate you, enterprise in this you regard. know michael that statement i mean i, I understand i would have said the exact same thing but hearing someone else say it that is Romania working with the U.S. government? Whoever said that America should be policing piracy around the world? Well, the problem know? is most of the content creators are quote unquote. There's, I mean, when we're talking about corporate enterprises in the yeah, year no, 2013, I, I, there really is no such thing as an American company anymore. Everything's yeah. global, but most of the tentacles from these things originate in the United States, and so 
you know, you have lobbyists really working hard to make sure the legislators pass laws to protect their content, both at home and abroad. Uh, there are various trade sanctions that the United States has started right. implementing against foreign governments who don't cooperate in this regard. Uh, but when you think about it, isn't it sad to think that going back to our conversation earlier about back in the 1800s, who would have thought that the U.S. would be trying to tell another country what they should and shouldn't be doing with computer software? Uh, well, I, I hadn't really thought about it. just hearing you say that. I, I was looking at it from a different point of view. That isn't it sad that we that our country is that far in control of everything? It, it, is the one thing you need to be in control of the Internet is a very powerful army? I think it's sad that we live in a time when people decide to get into the business of selling a non-tangible product that really exists only as an idea. You know, if you if you buy a movie, you're really just buying an idea. You're not buying an actual tangible product. You know, you're buying the idea of a series of ones and zeros that are placed in just the right sequence so as to produce a video <laughs> at yeah. the end of it all if it's processed correctly. So you're not yeah. buying yet yet people get into that business knowing what business is business it is they're getting into, but then they want uh the rules uh of a tangible market to apply to that market that they've chosen. You know what I mean? It's like well, yeah, you right, got yeah. into the content production business. You knew what business you were in. So yeah. now you're gonna scream and cry because what? People are able to get your content for free. Yeah. How is it that when you start off in, in those types of businesses, you're giving away your product to, to build to build interest, and then all of a sudden you get successful and you get mad that people are still doing things the same way as how you started out? I'm just so I'm I'm just still tickled that I'm able to use this Voxer app to talk to my wife in Morocco. That's really something. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't it awesome? We have this this uh, pretty cool international flavor here. Your your wife's overseas. We've got Vlad talking on the phone with us or on, through Skype. It just you makes me that. realize how much I hate foreigners. I'm Michael Van Dieter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sick of all these goddamn anti-American foreigners. <laughs> But luckily, I'm sitting in the. Uh, we got a commie, and we got my terrorist wife. <laughs> Goddamn commie with your stupid power plants that blow up. <laughs> Actually, that one was in Ukraine, wasn't it? Yeah. Pripyat, the town where Pripyat, Chernobyl. Yeah, near, near Pripyat, yeah. Yeah, oh, the okay. town where Chernobyl blasted uh, everybody's face off. In 86 or uh, somewhere around was, 85 86 yeah i was born then did you see the um there's a there's a show i forget the name of it but they go and investigate paranormal oh, stuff that, that cheesy movie about uh, i don't know how it's called um, well i saw that movie yeah, too yeah. I, yeah. I, but i'm talking about a tv show where they oh, send I, people to in teams they send them to investigate various accounts of paranormal activity all over the world so they sent them to pripyat and wow that place is really creepy, man. I uh, don't know, but that movie looked fake to me. Well, the movie my was opinion. fake. It was a movie. My opinion, that was a, uh, that was a, I don't know, no, but I mean, it was so an obvious So you're saying there are that not really hordes fake. of zombie people in Pripyat still living there? <laughs> no, it was an obvious fake. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, hello, you know, that, Is it always, empty pretty much around there? Still, I mean, I assume it is, right? Yeah, what? it's empty. Like, it's the levels far, far beyond... Well, you can go there, but you have to wear yeah. monitoring equipment so that you know when it's time to leave because radiation's okay 
as long as it's not ex- if it, as long as it doesn't come at you over an extended period of time. Time yeah, is your yeah, enemy. We're ready. Oh, man, I, I, was watching. Watching. You, you, I was just watching. You notice how you notice how Vlad sounds like he just knows so much about radiation exposure. Yeah, <laughs> it's no. just it's just ingrained in the culture over there now. He's like, yeah, yeah the rads, the rads will kill you. I mean, the rads, you would, you wear your detector, the in, rads will not Soviet, kill you. No, no, in Soviet Russia, you do not tell rads to kill you. Kill the rads, you know. So you can talk like that, but it's no problem, you know. In Russia, we don't kill. Yes. Just don't yeah. stay in the hostel when you're staying in Russia. You will be fine. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. Exactly. <laughs> so, what's like your guys' opinion on right Windows 8.1? Did you ever had opportunity to test it? The new preview. Mm. preview. Well, preview. if you do test it, you are going to have to reinstall all of your applications whenever it. the full version comes out. I did test it, and I'm kind of disappointed about it. Well, it's you? just like Windows 8. Exactly, only a little tweaks and start to desktop and things like, like that you could do. I don't know with third-party apps. You know what I think. You know what I think needed to happen with Windows 8.1. This update that they're releasing, they needed to say to themselves, "Okay, if Joe Mama Besser from Jackson, Missouri, decides to go buy a computer, is what we're doing to fix this going to prevent him?" having an aneurysm when he tries to use his computer the first time. If the answer to that is no, then it's back to the drawing board so that Joe Mama Besser doesn't have an aneurysm. But in point of fact, I I mean, look, okay, we're getting a start button back. Everyone's all Only excited kind of, about though. that, but it's not a start menu. It's just the start button, which still takes you, from my understanding of things, into this dumb Metro interface that nobody wants to be bothered with. Exactly. Yeah, you Same know, thing. Same thing. Such only a half measure. But all they need to do to make Windows 8 or 8.1 better is to call it Windows 9 so everybody feels like it's the next one. What they needed to do is just not produce it. <laughs> well, well, yeah. Well, what you just described there, what they needed to do was pretty much look at the entire playbook of how Windows 8 was created and do the opposite. I think, I think Windows 8 is a great example of how when Microsoft gets into a reactionary mode as opposed to an innovative mode, they do a really horrible job as a reactionary company. Yeah. Uh, the Zone is a really great example of that. Apple comes out with the iPod and they're tearing up the market and Microsoft, because they are Microsoft and there's an inherent level of arrogance that comes along with that, they say to themselves, oh, we should be in that business too. Uh, so then they get into the business and it's a, always a half-hearted effort and then the oh, whole yeah. thing fizzles out. Did you know the last iteration, of, I didn't know this until the other day, but the last iteration of Microsoft's Zune player, the development team for that entire platform had already been fired when that device was released can you believe that shit and and people wonder why it is that microsoft has a difficult time getting in getting the consumer market to uh buy into their new ecosystems that they want people to buy into yeah. I'm, I'm not confident in windows phone i do not believe windows phone will be here in five years well what i think is funny is that vlad had said that when he had a windows uh phone that he played with. I tried. Metro I tried the sucked. Windows phone for, for like, I don't know, a couple of hours, but Metro <laughs> is very confusing. It's very confusing. And well, I saw funny. people at my mall around here in, in my city, people at mall looking at new computers from Sony or I don't know, Dell, that are uh, task screen enabled that come with Microsoft Windows 8. And they're very confused. They look at it and touch it and, uh, I don't know, just like something something very new, something very confusing. 
they don't know how to get around it, and that's very, very sad. I think. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <clears throat> I, I'm say, talking I, I, too I much. I don't know why I'm doing that to everybody. I'll shut I, up. Go ahead. No, it's fine. Uh, Hey, you're the real talent here, so we, we just show up and talk. Mm, yes, well, uh, that is without yeah. saying, I think. So. Uh, but uh, I've got a Windows 8 tablet, and I never go to Metro on it either. So I think it's funny that uh, playing with it on a phone was worse when that's where the whole thing started. Uh, if, you, you, if they hadn't got so excited about the phone, they wouldn't have done this Metro and the operating system. You've got the Surface Pro? No, I've got a Samsung Slate. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, mine's faster and better. It's not. It's faster <laughs> and better than the Surface Pro. No, not necessarily. Well, <laughs> I'm going to start coughing. Uh, there will be none of that on this show. No coughing, please. Um, I'm, ho I'm hoping my mute button works because I've had like three. <clears throat> actually, when you fits. pressed it, you got louder. So we really have a problem there. It's yes. Just, <laughs> Good. Uh, I had the opportunity to mess with a Surface Pro for the first time the other day. Uh, I have never seen it was it belonged to one of my customers. I asked her to bring it in just so that I could fart around with it, but I ended up having to do some stuff to it because uh, we you know we went and bought her a domain name. She's a real estate agent. And she was using a hotmail address on her business because I'm like, what's wrong with you? Go out and buy your name dot com <laughs> yeah. for ten dollars, and we'll set up an email address for you. I'll feed that email address into all of your devices. It'll be beautiful. Go get it. Let's do it. So we, she know, brings her hotmail, surface in. It is sounds so ninety. 90, 94, yeah. 96, I don't know. When I, when I hear about Hotmail, I just feel like I'm pre-2000 years. You, can, yeah, you, can, you can really assess somebody's technical acumen right away based on yeah. where their email address is. I mean, yeah, if it's Hotmail, it's okay, if someone, tells me, <laughs> if someone tells me that they're on Hotmail, I know right away, okay, this person is a hunt and peck typer. Uh, this person has no technological acumen whatsoever, and I am going to have to dumb down the conversation I'm about to have with this person. Or what if it's a net zero? That's a real no. perception problem. You know it? I mean, people... Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Uh, well, going back to the Surface, I, I've used those. A uh, company I worked at before uh, started to integrate those re replacing iPads with them. And uh, I like the, the Surface... Uh, as a laptop replacement, I really don't care about it as a Windows 8 tablet, just like with mine. Uh, Metro interface is a waste on it. Using it as a, a laptop is with a touch. You know something? And I've bitched and bitched and bitched on this show about this. But as we go back and we look at computing, tablet computing, at its inception around 12 years ago or so, and we see what Microsoft was doing at that time. They just shoehorned regular desktop windows onto a tablet, made a few, uh, they made a few feature enhancements here or there, handwriting yeah, recognition. Yeah, they add-ons and something like that, I think. Yeah, and then they, they say, enable. here's a tablet, enjoy this, it's going to be great. And then you get Those it. Those were terrible devices. It, it recognizes like 80% of your writing, which is essentially useless. And so then they scrapped the whole idea. Fast forward, uh, 2013, we get the Surface RT, which is a very useless pile of shit because of the and fact... And very expensive, too. And, and expensive, overpriced, underpowered. I un think it's very uh, underpowered, overpriced. Yeah, underpowered. Yeah, I'm fine with it for, again, don't think of it as a tablet. Think of it as a laptop, as a next-generation laptop. Well, what I was going to say is fast forward to 2013, and here we are. We're shoehorning desktop windows onto mobile devices, and we're tacking some sort of user interface over the top of it, which, by the way, if you drill down just a little bit, you're right back in desktop windows where you do not belong 
on a touch device, a mobile touch yeah. device. You do See, not belong the, the, on a classic Windows desktop. That's the same stupid mistake that Microsoft made with Windows Mobile when they went to mobile, Windows Mobile 6.5 because they saw that the iPhone was essentially eating their face. So they mm -hmm. thought, well, the solution here clearly is just to have a honeycomb of icons on the screen. That'll solve our woes. And all you had to do is just drill down a little bit, and suddenly you're in the uh, old-style, old-fashioned Windows mobile interface where you have to have a stylus. And the same thing is happening again. They do not learn from their yeah. mistakes. I cannot, for the life of me, understand for one iota of a minute why Microsoft didn't use Windows uh, Phone 7 as their tablet operating system. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. I mean, they should have branched off at least a little bit, but I get the idea of what they were trying to do. It's just they failed because they're Microsoft. But is there an answer uh, to that question? Why would you not use, just as Apple did with iOS, well, they moved well, that no, over they to their tablets. Why didn't they use Windows uh, Phone 7 for well, the uh, Surface they, tablets? They, they kind of did with Windows RT where they give you a stripped-down processor locked version of windows but it's not yeah. the same architect it you, no, no, it's you, not. you no, cannot it's, run I mean, windows phone apps on a no. surface rt no you can't no uh, but, but i point? mean basically the idea is you know there that they 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 gave a, a version of their operating system that was not not anywhere near <clears throat> uh feature rich uh, if you remember when we first started talking about the surface I've been upset about the RT from the beginning because I do like the the Surface and I like the Slate uh, as, like I said, as the next version of a, of a laptop, uh, but not as a tablet because I think the tablet sucks to actually do work on tablets or toys. Uh, and I think they always will be. Uh, the tablet but, is supposed to be a consumption device, not a, right. not a media creation device. And I don't know, but in my opinion, Metro doesn't have any place on the desktop PC. It doesn't. That's my opinion. It doesn't have any place. I mean, exactly. all the apps optimized for touch and for full screen. I don't know. It's it's not. It does not feel like it should be. It feels yeah. like have us. I don't know. A crippled computer. I mean, you get an i7 Extreme and you install Windows 8 on it, and you feel like you have a I don't know four year old computer. Windows at a time something like that. The Metro interface clearly is for touch. Why are you yeah. trying to present me with a touch well, interface well, when I have a, a keyboard and a mouse? So. Yeah, that's and right. And why default? And why why do you try to present it as a default interface? It's yeah. just it's depressing. I mean, I've never seen. I mean, if you ever watch Tim and Eric Awesome Show, great job. There's sort of a catchphrase. You blew it. <laughs> and yeah. That's what I think of when I think of Microsoft. I just think you blew it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were, they're used to, for so many years, let other companies innovate and then buy the company and absorb what's great about it. But they, they aren't really pulling that off anymore. I don't know if that was a, a Bill Gates deal that would do that and Bomber just doesn't understand or what. Uh, if only he was here to tell us his, his side. That's the question is whether Gates leaving Microsoft was a good thing or a bad thing for Microsoft. At the time, oh. at the time, it seemed like a great thing for Microsoft because there were so many mistakes made uh, that were directly the result of the Bill Gates mindset, uh, yeah. Windows Vista being way at the top of the list. Um, so everyone thought Bill Gates leaves and it's going to get usher in a new era of thinking at Microsoft. And boy, has it just been the inverse. Oh yeah, well, well, the thing is, they do some stuff that the consumers never see uh, with, with their like big data uh, research. That's awesome. I mean, they, they do. They have some really cool ways to um, to gather and pull in multiple data sets for uh, 
you know, educational use and market research, that kind of stuff. That's really cool and way out there on another level. Uh, but you know, they don't do the same thing on, on desktop and consumer stuff. I guess you look at the connect, it was a big success in the Xbox, but then you look at the Xbox one coming out and everything about that just sounds like crap. I haven't, <laughs> I haven't heard anything that makes me excited to want to buy the Xbox one. You know what I'm ready for? I'm ready what? for desktop Android. Yeah, I mean, ha- have you played with uh, the x86 Android? I, I saw the project, but I haven't messed with it. I, I installed it on my tablet. That's where I say that my, my tablet's better than the, the Surface because it's a pain to do anything outside of what its BIOS. You know, basically it's like it's locked, uh, like you would think of for a mobile device, Ugh. where the the non-Microsoft tablets, some of the newer ones are starting to get locked too with, uh, I forget what they call it on... Uh, uh, EFI, all the EFI stuff. UEFI. Is, yeah, yeah, all that stuff is annoying that's showing up on the new tablets, but mine doesn't have all of that, so I can install Mac OS on it as, as a, a Hackintosh. I installed the x86 uh, Android, which is kind of funny to think here I am playing around on uh, this Windows tablet, and then I was able to to play with Android. It doesn't have all the. It wasn't the latest release. I can't remember which version it was. It was one or two behind, but it was still cool. Max Va- Max Gravy in the chat room says Vista was okay. I have it on a machine around here somewhere. Oh wait, that's right. Vista sucks. Well, I will <laughs> say this: Vista, if you put it on a machine, you proceed about the installation correctly. You install the drivers properly, and you fully update the machine. And then you do a little configuring and tweaking. Disable some unnecessary services. Maybe you just get rid of the aero glass altogether yeah. and just go in and tell it to yeah. run for best performance and just have like a Windows XP style start menu and yeah, taskbar. Yeah, yeah uh, you do those things. Vista is actually not terrible. Well, here's the thing with with Vista. The big biggest problem it had was they were forcing people to upgrade hardware and, and technology to work with the new. Uh, the, the new architecture behind it. Cause when you look at Vista and you look at seven, there's not a big change between the two. They just cleaned up some things and worked on the UI a little bit. But, uh, most people hated Vista because they were trying to use it on hardware that they were used to with windows XP and windows 2000. And, uh, it just wasn't going to work. That was going to suck. Well, I mean, Microsoft it, caused that to happen because well, they needed to, well, that yeah. Microsoft was shipping PCs, or I should say, allowing PCs to ship with Vista with only one gigabyte okay. of RAM installed. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and then there's the whole class action lawsuit about Windows Vista Basic Edition that was uh, a ripoff. Uh, they, they had to pay back all kinds of people who bought Windows <laughs> Windows Vista Basic and I think Windows 7 Basic uh, because it didn't have all the features they claimed it did. So you had to buy it. So, Vlad, being a resident of Romania, have you ever actually purchased a copy of Windows? Yeah, I purchased a copy of XP and thing and Vista Home Premium. And actually, with Vista, I didn't have any big problems. Yeah, that's kind of, I mean, I think Vista... I had I had a pretty new configuration back then, in yeah, 2006. Yeah. I, had a, I had a new configuration and all my key devices were automatically recognized. Yeah. And it ran pretty smoothly, even from the beta stages, beta 1, beta 2. Treading Water in the chat room says, why can't they just make something that can run everything? Will you get out of here with your crazy (laughs) questions? That's just silly talk. 
<laughs> well, that's Windows. That's the biggest problem with it is they try to to cover everything. That's, that Mac, really is you, that really is an Achilles heel of yeah. Windows. Just the fact that I can get an XE that was written in 1996 and it's going to run. I mean, oh, wow, man! I, I tell you what, on, on current technology now. Uh, I, I was just writing. Uh, this is what's amazing to me is I just wrote a whole series of batch files to. <coughs> sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> Hold sorry. on, I just have to say, Max yeah. Gravy in the chat room says, "Vlad, tell your countrymen to stop spamming my forum." <laughs> nice. uh, Goddamn Romanian. <laughs> yeah, we in all that. Well, hey, at least it's not Kenya. Isn't that the country where all the uh, princes come from? That. Uh, that's Africa. Nigeria. Nigeria. At least, at least yeah. the Romanians aren't stealing kidneys. You got to give them that. That's right. That's right. Yeah, we're we're not we're not knowledgeable enough to do it. Probably, well, but you would if you could. I guess is the point. Yeah. <laughs> Assholes. <laughs> Everything is on the table. I always hated Romanians. Now I know why. <laughs> give us two years or more, <laughs> things will be fixed. <laughs> nice. It's gonna be an upgrade, uh, a spam yeah. upgrade. Uh, Okay, so, uh, so so I love that I can write batch files that work on an, an older system all the way up to a current Windows Windows 8 PC. Uh, imagine what will happen when they finally get rid of the registry in Windows, the the, the ground. That does not happen. I don't well, I don't think so. I don't think that will go away. Well, someday it will, but but yeah, I don't see. Well, it it's only times. going to happen when Microsoft. Uh, well, let me say that it's only going to happen in the future, the distant future, when Windows is so in, inconsequential and so unused that nobody cares anymore. Yeah. That's when it's going to happen. And when it does happen, it won't be Windows anymore anyway. It'll be like a Windows RT type of thing. I've, yeah. I've, I've heard a lot of people suggest that Microsoft actually wants Windows RT to become the Windows eventually. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're really going about that the greatest way possible, but uh, that seems yeah. to be a lot. There are a lot of indicators that seems that suggest that that's what Microsoft actually secretly hopes for. Well, I can see that because that puts them into the Apple idea of having to buy all your apps through their store. Because think how much money Google makes with the the Play Store, Amazon with with its whole system, and Apple with iTunes. I mean. Uh, isn't it crazy? You know, that I, I could see Microsoft wanting that. But, well, anyway, Vlad, uh, do you have any final thoughts on the iPhone 5? Um, I, for me, iPhone is just dead to me. I, I have no interest whatsoever in using one. And being a technologically proficient person, I'm a little bit surprised at your uh, your evangelism of the iPhone. Or maybe you're not an evangelist. You, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm kind of stuck on the iPhone platform, on the iOS platform, because I, I used my first iPhone. I don't know, the 3G was the first one. And I got a lot of apps legally to the yeah. store. And all my things that I do on my mobile phone, and I don't know, things like audio editing and audio control of software running on my PC, on my Hackintosh, I do it through my mobile, so on my iPad and on my phone. And switching the platform right now is not, I don't know which direction should I go. I'm not so sure. It's like nothing's settled yet. Just get a Nexus yeah. device. Get an international Nexus device. Yeah, you know, that's that's my plan for the, I don't know, until the next of the year, Nexus 4. Well, until you do that, I don't want to speak to you again, okay? Yeah, <laughs> next time I'll call you on the Nexus 4. <laughs> yeah, only. Uh, well, what you just described there, that's my situation too, because I really am ready to switch to the the Galaxy S4, but I've spent so much money on... Uh, 
the iTunes. whole Apple ecosystem, yeah. Yeah, and, and I'll still have Apple for my my wife, and I have an iPad and a couple other Apple devices too. So I've still got that, but you know, I just don't look forward to the fact that my phone. I've either got to rebuy all those applications or just let them go. All right, Vlad. It's uh, been a pleasure, brother. You haven't called this show since 2010, so it was due. It was a uh, high time that you did so. Yes, yeah. it was. <laughs> All right, brother. Yeah. Have a good one. Yeah, good. Thanks for calling. We appreciate Bye. it. Bye. That is Vlad. I almost clicked block this person on him. I didn't mean to do that. I just had <laughs> enough. I couldn't take anymore. I'm sure he was uploading viruses to me the whole time he was on Skype with us. A goddamn Romanian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's a spec sheet with uh, Curtis Thornton. If you want to be on the show, the number to call 573-837-4948. It's 573-837-4948. Stick around. We'll be back in just a minute. Take me up to the sky. Take me up to the sky. Take me up to the sky. Up to the sky. This is the spec sheet. the spec sheet with Curtis Thornton. On this edition, we'll be discussing only lawnmower repair. Please, no calls about computers. Call the show now at 573-837-4948. That's 573-837-4948. And now, here's the spec sheet. Hey! It's a spec sheet with Curtis Thornton. Um... Jasmunda in the chat room says, since this is a tech podcast, does anyone know of a good app on the Mac that strips the metadata and tags from MP3s? I have an awesome utility for that. And I also have a really awesome utility that will add appropriate ID3 tags to all of your MP3 files based on what the name of the folder is that you have the files placed in. So what you can do is you can arrange all of your MP3s and folders based on artist name. And then you actually name the file, the name of the song, and nothing else. And then you run this utility. It'll go through and appropriately place the uh, artist name and then the title of the song uh, and the ID3 information of each MP3. It's absolutely beautiful. But it's a Windows application. What I will recommend you do uh, is, first of all, get a real computer. Step two is... No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Find a Windows machine somewhere. It, it, uh, you get a netbook. It'll work great on that. Whatever, you know. But uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, I always get frustrated when I have this OCD thing where I really want to help people when they present me with a problem. But when someone comes to me with a Mac problem, I just uh, sort of... Yeah, there's a there's a tool I can't think of uh, right now that that will go through and and clean up f specifically for iTunes. It's like iTunes Cleaner or something that's for Mac. That that's not expensive. It's just like nine ninety nine or something. I'll have, I'll look for it and see if I can find it hmm. uh, and uh, bring the name up here soon. You know something? This is a really awesome podcast. I mean, it just it is. really is a great show to listen to. I'm not saying that because I'm, well, I guess I'm biased, but I generally hate myself and I hate everything I do. <laughs> and so That's how I feel about myself, too. So that's maybe why it's so, we're so humble. For me to say that really is something, but this is just a really good podcast. I don't understand, like, uh, well, I mean, I know why it's not more heavily listened to. It's just because nobody knows us. And yeah. so we don't have the cachet attached to our names that some people have, but... 
if it could just get out there and pe more people could become aware of the existence of the show, I think this thing could explode. I think this yeah. show is, I mean, nothing against Evelyn at all. It's got nothing to do with her, but I think this show is so much better than the train wreck show. Yeah, see that that's funny because I I love the train wreck show. I, <laughs> I I I like to just sit and listen to that while I'm working on stuff. I guess I, I don't like to hear my own voice, so I don't really. Uh, that's part of the I, problem I face because no matter which direction I go in, I have to hear my yeah, fat yeah. kisser uh, flapping about, and yeah. uh, that's a bit of a, I, I hate hearing myself. I hate I I've always, but you know why it is that people hate hearing themselves on a scientific level? It's uh, for instance, you know, if you get the new uh, Google Glass. Uh, it doesn't actually have speakers, and it. it has a bone transmitter. So there's this thing that goes up against the side of your skull in the back after it loops over oh, your ear, and then it goes against your skull, and it transmits the sound through the bone of your skull directly into the uh, cochlea, I guess. Yeah. And uh, from there, you hear it, and it sounds great. And so the same thing applies when you hear your own voice as you're speaking. There's a lot of... There's a, a lot of that audio radiates through the bony structure of your skull. And so how you hear yourself is far different from how other people hear you. And so that's why a right. lot of people hate to hear themselves. Yeah. Well, you, you know, as you're describing Google Glass there, I was just thinking, can they find more ways to make that su such a cool thing creepy? Uh, I have you know? to say, man, if someone comes walking into my office here with Google, Google, I can't even say Google today. <laughs> yeah. Google. I'm sorry. I'm a heavy <laughs> cocaine Glass? user. Uh, <laughs> That's why you like the podcast so much. I know. She's really excited me. I come in here. I just want to go, 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 go. I want to talk about everything. We're going to have a good time. Everyone's so happy. Anyway, if someone comes into my office here wearing Google Glass, I swear to God, they're going to take that shit off because I do not yeah. need someone walking in here filming me. It would be no different than if someone walked in with a camcorder on roll, on record, yeah. uh, as they walk through the door, and I'd look at them and I'd say, WTF, and I'm going to say the same thing if someone walks in with Google Glass. You take that off, and then you can come into my office, but there's a lot of proprietary stuff happening here. I don't, That's right. I don't need you filming my spaghetti poster, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't need to know the inner workings of uh, coastgab.com, uh, <laughs> which you, you've got people sitting there furiously clicking and, and working on it. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, okay, well, let's, uh, let's stick with uh, Windows and, uh, I guess, devices related around that. Have you heard about the, uh, the Razer, uh, I think it's called the Razer Blade uh, laptop that just came out, no. I think, a couple days ago? Mm -hmm. uh, well, you know the gaming uh, company that uh, creates uh, keyboards, mice, uh, for, for the PC, it's called Razer. Like, uh, a, they make or, a lot of backlit keyboards. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I've seen the, those. Uh, I've been, I've been watching. The, they've come out with uh, several lines of uh, laptops specific for gaming, and there's a lot of buzz around one uh, that's called just the Razer Blade. It's the the third generation of it, uh, and it's a 14 inch laptop that's supposed to be an awesome gaming laptop and i'm just trying to figure out on I, I have a 13 inch macbook pro and then a 15 inch uh dell uh xps laptop and neither of those are the the dell is it was top of the line in its day and was it could play any game that was out back when i bought it but i still just couldn't imagine sitting at a laptop and playing a game it's just never been my thing <clears throat> is it the world's and, thinnest gaming laptop am i looking at the right one here uh no no that one is uh a lot more expensive than this one. It's, uh, I guess maybe it is. It does say, I guess when the article on Engadget I'm looking at it says smaller, lighter, or smaller, faster, lighter. It's, uh, uh, it's, but I wouldn't consider it, it doesn't look like it's that much smaller. It's thinner than the diameter of a dime. 
at .66 inches. A dime is .71. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't know a dime was that big. Yeah. I'm going to write a letter and complain. I had no idea these dimes were that big. I've been walking around with them, and I have been deceived. Yeah, that's not right. (laughs) I just wish they could learn how to make a good dime. You know? Right. <laughs> I hear you. Yeah. Well, uh, I just wondered, uh, first off, if you'd heard about it. Well, I guess my say. question to you is what constitutes a good gaming laptop? Because I'll bet you my thought on that, my, my, my instinctive reaction is, okay, what are the specs on this machine? And then what could I buy, say, an Asus laptop with the same specs for? What would that cost me? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one's like $1,800 for See. It. Uh, and it comes with a GeForce uh, GTX 765 mobile. My, my big issue, and again, my Dell laptop was top of the line, let's say, five years ago. Uh, and it had you know a great GeForce card in it. But still, those things, the, the mobile editions just get too hot. And you know, obviously heats your enemy on any gaming computer. Uh, I, I've got a, a GeForce uh, GTX uh, 470 uh video card in my desktop computer which is awesome and one of the last that had a lot of cores inside it for uh it, it's good for video processing and for gaming and uh or for video editing uh and that thing gets so hot you know on my desktop it's ridiculous uh that i, I don't know i just i i wouldn't buy a, a laptop for gaming personally unless i was using it like in a dock or, or connected to a, a large monitor uh, but uh, i mean it's kind of cool to see now Eighteen hundred dollars can get you a pretty powerful fourteen-inch laptop computer, but Mm. I don't know. I just think the word laptop and gaming; those two do not belong in the same sentence. Uh, Yeah, well, isn't it funny though that 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 you put gaming and tablet together? Though, don't you think it's ironic that? Well, uh, but when we when we talk about gaming on a tablet, though, we're talking about Angry Birds and and you know Plinko. (laughs) Yeah, no, no, I agree. It's just it's funny that that. Everybody just instinctually now, or it's they've, everyone has been so well trained to think uh, tablet gaming and phone gaming is such a lower end version of what gaming is. But somehow you still get to call it the same thing. Yeah. Uh, well, in Microsoft, they, they've got uh, their Azure uh, cloud uh, server system. They're they're working on their own uh, system to do like what Nvidia is doing to put cloud video card processing out there to where all the computations can happen in the cloud and you can have a really powerful game running yeah what could go wrong with that yeah i know yeah man the lag is bad on this i can't even see my screen you know i push the b button and he punches the dude three seconds later i don't have a problem with that because i didn't have to buy a video card that's right (laughs) this thing cost me 25 dollars i i you know it's really funny how companies like google and microsoft on the one hand they're so cloud centric at least they claim to be Yet, on the other hand, they're doing things that give us all really huge feelings of doubt where the future of the cloud is concerned in terms of these NSA problems that we've been having. Um, I, I really don't see a lot of reason to have too terribly much confidence in the cloud at this point Yeah, uh, no, as a concept. Well, yeah, well, the, the cloud has just proven to be this great way to be tracked. I mean, because it's it's I can't get over the the whole thing about the the NSA, which we all knew was happening anyway. But when you think about the cloud, th- there's absolutely no security in the cloud either. And what happens when you know it's it's down? <laughs> it's- Jez 
Jasmunda in the chat room says, I do all my gaming on an Atari 2600. If you were 5% as cool as you think you are, you'd be doing that on a 7800, okay? <laughs> nice. Hey, as long as I can play Pong, Poser. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, well, would you say you can get 20, in the 2600s that you can get the uh, replica versions from Atari now? Oh, I'm sure you can get a you can get some sort of a replica that'll play all those old Atari well, yeah. games. Did well, you... well, that, 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 that's what uh, oh, uh, ROMs are for anyway. But I've been seeing this a lot recently. People making mention of the uh, now 30 year old ET game that was on Atari, oh, and it's being heralded yeah. as the absolute worst video game of all time. Yeah, I, I remember I had that game. <laughs> Go on yeah. YouTube if you're listening to this right now and take a look at the Atari version of E.T. Uh, Atari E.T. worst game. Let me see if I can pull up a review because some of the people who do these reviews, it is absolutely hilarious listening to them uh, discuss these things. Here, let's. Uh, this one's got almost 2 million views. Worst game on the face... Worst games on the face of the earth. So I think I still have a cartridge of that. Let's see if I can fast forward to... Uh, yeah, here's E.T. Coming. And I heard the other day, by the way, that they wrote this in about... In, in, in like five weeks. Oh, because they, did, they wanted yeah. it out with the premiere of the movie. Just abysmal. Yeah. That's this spaceship. Funny, it looked bigger in the movie, he says. Yeah. <laughs> and then E.T., if you can call that E.T., just yeah, sort of, series of traipses around there. Yeah, they're like these diamond-shaped, pixely things. Yeah. And then yeah, he's I, walking through, I guess, what's supposed to be a forest? <laughs> I, wow. It is just... And, and there's... There are these points at the bottom of the screen that for some reason are going down. Yeah. Uh oh no, there's a there's a guy approaching ET. Uh I don't know what he's doing to ET. But <laughs> and oh my god, it's just It's a re it's a reverse abduction. It's absolutely that's that's a shame. I, yeah. I, I think Atari could have really ruled the gaming world had they not done this kind of stuff to consumers. Yeah, well, when you think back to how simple all the functionality was of all those games, why did they even try with <coughs> uh, the, the whole cross-promotion? Because wasn't that one of the first video games to be cross-promoted with a movie? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that, sound, that sounds like a pretty modern phenomenon, so yeah. Yeah, it's not like Logan's Run had its own game that went along with it, even though it should have. Uh, God, get on, get on YouTube if you're listening to this and you want the visual and just look up worst games of all time. You'll yeah. surely find E.T. really close to the top of the list. I need to go on eBay and see if those are selling then, because I, I still have an original cartridge of that somewhere. Well, I heard that they're selling for as much as $250 each. Seriously? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, <laughs> spring for the uh, new uh, Xbox One, potentially, or the PS4, that sale may aid you in the course of doing so. Yeah, that's nice. God, that's just, a, uh, 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 that's unbelievable. I don't know how, who... Even in 1983 or 82, whenever that came out, I can't yeah. imagine who saw that and thought, yes, this is acceptable. And I'll bet you, oh. I'll bet you the uh, artwork on the cartridge looked awesome. I'll bet it was just oh, like, oh my I'm God, I'm about to have my face melted, dude. Let's get home and play this. 
And then you get I'm home. At it right now, that's uh, it, it wasn't that great. All those games were like that. You'd look at the artwork on the yeah. cartridge, and you would just you you would require a change of underwear just oh, yeah. thinking about what it is you're going to be doing when you get home with this game. And then you'd get there, and wow, was it just a disappointment. The only game on Atari that I can remember playing that was really what I expected it to be. Well, there was Dig Dug, <laughs> yeah. and and there was Joust. And Joust, yes. Joust was a really I I, rem, I think I probably played that more than any other Atari game back in the day. Joust. And what's really pathetic, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but at the time when I got the uh, Atari seventy eight hundred, which by the way was capable of playing twenty six hundred version games, yes. uh, I don't even know why they iterated up to the seventy eight hundred because I don't I don't recall having seen any difference in quality whatsoever oh, graphically I'm or otherwise to think what it was i think it was just basically to sell it say it's something new. it must have been it had to be because i i don't rec- recall any difference but what's really just so just even today it irks me i had the opportunity to get an, an nes i could have gotten a nintendo an 8-bit nintendo just like all my other friends had but for some it, reason i'm such a jism bagel my parents asked me what i'd like to have and i said Oh, I think we'll get the Atari just because I didn't want to be like the rest of my friends. I wanted to be different. Yeah. You see the have life I, I lead? About, have I ever told you my story about when I got an NES? No. Because uh, I remember for my birthday, well, well, first off, when the NES first came out, a friend of mine had it. I go over to his house to, to play it, and of course, we're blown away by Mario, and uh, I think Duck Hunt was the other game. And we're play, playing it on a 13-inch a black-and-white TV. That's what he had in his bedroom. And in my room, I had a a black and white TV also. Uh, so my parents, they get me a an NES. I take it home, or I, I get it, unwrap it, go plug it into my TV. And, you know, I thought at my friend's house this thing was awesome. Play it at my in my room, it's awesome. And then one day, I I am homesick from school, and I think I'm going to take the Nintendo and plug it into the TV in the living room and sit on the couch and play games all day. I plug it in, and I find out it's in color. And it just changed my world. I had no idea. Probably for an entire month, I had played that system on a black and white TV, and I never thought you thought hey, that's how it was supposed to be. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Wow. And that's and today sad. you're hosting a show that supposedly imparts technology information to people. <laughs> well, you know, we we all finally wake up. But uh, it, it was amazing. Some to me, later but- than others. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it, it's not about how fast you get there. It's about getting there. Uh, That's uh, really it, something. Yeah. Uh, I, so are you familiar at all with Boxy? Yeah, I was going to bring that up too with Samsung's purchase of. Well, for those who aren't familiar, the Boxy is like a media player box. And it, I think yeah. it does Netflix and it does a few other things. Isn't it basically a Roku? Yeah, well, that, that's what I was going to say is there's so many of these devices out there that it's I think we've oversaturated the market for media players. But uh, the funny thing is if you look at some of the reports, Engadget specifically is what I read through, uh, Samsung has bought the company and in their, or they've taken it over for less money than Boxy wanted to get out of it. So it sounds like whatever venture capital or money was spent to develop the whole Boxy system, they didn't get their money back in this purchase. Hmm. So something's wrong. But uh but secondary, Samsung in their press release says they've acquired the talent and the resources of Boxy, which makes me think that Boxy is disappearing and they're just gonna incorporate that into their smart TV system. Uh, mm. but so they just wanted the firmware. 
Exactly. Well, and that makes. But is that worth thirty-five million dollars or whatever they paid for this thing? Well, uh, thirty. I bet it is. I bet. Yeah, I I bet it is just for the fact that uh, it's just one more feature they're going to integrate into the smart TV Samsung. I, I tell you what, for as much as I've loved Apple for years, Samsung is just. They're just crushing Apple, I think, when it comes to all these things. They're buying up all the companies to do things that uh, that, that they should be building themselves and integrating it. Samsung is going to have an integrated experience of everything so much quicker than Apple is. And the problems and, Apple faces, I think, are going to build on themselves exponentially because Apple is going to perceive part of its response to these issues to be the release of new product lines, uh, new yeah. wearable stuff, watches, whatever it is, TVs. Apple is going to perceive the solution to this, I would say, uh, hemorrhaging of consumer mind share that they're facing right now. The solution in their mind is going to be to come out with new products. As they do, Apple's focus is going to become more and more fragmented across their product lines, and everything is going to suffer even more, I think. Oh, yeah. No, I, you're probably right. They, they they don't have a unified vision for anything anymore. It's funny in the chat room, uh, everyone's saying all the different things they use to get to Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. There's so many devices connected to these mm -hmm. things now that, you know, Boxy, I, I'm not really even sure what it is Boxy presents that makes them better than uh, anything else. It's like Pandora and Spotify. What What's the real reason to pick one over the other? I think Boxy really had nothing to offer other than the goodwill that it received from the hipster Silicon Valley tech journalist audience, who most of whom personally knew the individuals involved with yeah. the Boxy project. I think that's really all it was. That's probably true. Yeah, I, I would agree. But it, it's interesting though when I the the thing that I pulled out of that is I don't think Boxy is going to exist that much longer. It's going to get integrated into the Samsung ecosystem. Uh, Treading Water says, I just figured out how to make the YouTube go full screen. <laughs> see, it's, it's it's like Nintendo being in color. If Isn't you're calling it, it the YouTube, I can see why it took a while to figure <laughs> out the full screen aspect of things. <laughs> Only kidding. I don't hate the audience. Please, no hate mail. <laughs> yeah. Well, wouldn't that be cool if you did get hate mail, though? I do. Uh, other than, oh, do you? Nice. Oh, please. Are you kidding? Yeah. Go, first of I mean, all, I I I'll, I'll start publishing some of the emails I get. People attack my wife. People attack me. People attack anything that they think will get to me. I get a lot of hate mail. And additionally, if you go to ufoship.com and you look in the menu, you'll see that there's a survey. Uh, let me. I think that link is still on there for the survey. Let me take a look. Uh, yeah, listener survey right there. Uh, I've gone in from time to time. I used to go in and read those survey answers uh, to see what comments people left about the show. And I mean, just the things that people say. I am so hated. <laughs> I've just, I am so. And you are the internet. There is, uh, there was a time in my life when all the hatred that gets heaped toward me and against me would have really bothered me, and it really would have gotten to me. But I just kind of got used to it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably from like in the in the non-celebrity world. I'm probably more accustomed to this sort of thing than any other non-celebrity you could find. Well, well, you know, for each podcast, there's the there's an episode. That, that was done where your co-host, uh, whether it was me or, or, or Eve, uh, just didn't live up to uh, the, the greatest uh, of potential. You know, she had her episode where things were just funny and kind of fell apart. And I had mine, too, where somebody was giving me crap uh, in the chat room and by email. 
one time. I don't know if you remember the episode where I just. I remember it happening. Yeah, I, obviously I don't deal with it nearly as well because I, I don't have as much experience. Well, I don't I really as thick skinned. Believe me, I am not thick skinned, and I don't deal with it well. It's just that I got used to it. Right. And when something yeah. happens repeatedly, it's the power that it had over you just it d- dissipates. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's really not well, much you could see. Okay, we get it. I'm fat. We get it. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, I just I'll, I'll never forget how uh, how badly I performed when trying to deal with that uh, adversity. Well, if you're gonna do a show, I mean, if you're gonna do a podcast, you're gonna put yourself out there. That's another thing people have to understand. It's just sort of it comes with the territory. I mean, if you're gonna put right. yourself out there, you are going to be encountered, or I should say, all walks of life are going to encounter you, and you are going to receive a lot of flack. A lot of it's going to be from people who are. I don't know. I don't want to sound like George Norrie, but there are a lot of people out there who, if you sat them in front of the microphone and said, okay, you do this, they they would, there's no way. There is absolutely no way. And I think a lot of those types of people are the very first who are going to be writing an email to tell you how much you suck. Yeah. Anyway. No, I believe it. Uh, and they're going to get their lawyers after Hughes to... Uh, and you know, I think most of the people who do that, most of the people, let me tell you something, Curtis. Most of these people, I take it very well, okay? And, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Treading Waters said haters. It, it, what was it that uh, George Nori at Coast Gab called the people uh, who, who post all stuff about him? Well, I remember I sent, yeah, he calls everybody yeah. haters, but I, haters, sent him yeah. a, I sent him a note when the George Nori sucks thread yeah. reached 1 million page views. You know, that's huge to me. That, that was awesome. That is huge. And I sent yeah. him a note and I said, in celebration of the George Nori sucks thread at Coast Gab reaching 1 million page views, I just wanted to congratulate you on 10 years of suck. And then he sent yeah. me a reply that said, 10 more low life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, they, they kind of... That, that, that kind of fits right into that whole thing that he, you would think he'd be able to handle it better at that point, but who knows? That's uh, what baffles me because here I yeah. am. I'm an anonymous figure. Nobody knows who I am or really gives a shit. Yeah. I, I do these podcasts, which, okay, yeah, they're downloaded about a thousand times a month. That's essentially nothing in the world of broadcasting. And I handle that sort of thing a thousand times better than this host of a nationally syndicated radio show who's been doing it since 2002. It's amazing to me. Yeah, that, that is crazy. Uh, and then you think back to like uh, early in the chat room, guys were talking about Art Bell and his his big announcement of whatever it might be. Uh, oh, you got to think like with, with, with Art and all the, all the people who would, would send him messages, you know, I'm sure that were negative first off, but then also... Uh, you know, the crazy stuff that he wouldn't bring up that they wanted him to. Uh, I'm sure he gets some terrible, you know, negative messages too. Well, especially now after he's run people through the gamut. But Oh, and my wife is a mail-order bride in addition to me being fat. <laughs> like, well, I forgot to put well, that one up. I, I tell you what, if you're fat and have a mail-order bride, you're doing better than most of society. So, Well, at least my hairline's not receding. I have a yeah. beautiful head of hair that just really comes down. You'd never know I'm 33. You'd have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, this is really surprising to me. Wait, I feel like we were going to talk about something, and then I got sidetracked. I don't. We were talking boxy. Oh I... yeah. Um, so Samsung buys boxy, and the world yawns. I've yeah. got my Roku. I've got my Xbox. Which, by the way, I am jumping ship. Whenever I per- whenever I move to the new platform, uh, we've got the uh, Xbox One and the PS4. 
I guess both coming out at approximately the same time, I would imagine. There's any collusion to that, is there? Uh, well, it's. I think it's, uh, who knows? I'd say it's just market forces at work, but who knows? Yeah. Uh, anyway, I am definitely going to the PS4. I, I am sick and tired of Microsoft making me pay for an Xbox Live subscription so that I can watch Netflix, yeah, so that I, I can use their web browser. So that I can do any number of things that have nothing to do with me having paid for an Xbox Live subscription. In my opinion, that should be for nothing more than me playing games online with people. That's yeah, it. Well, that, that's exactly like we were talking about Windows 8 and, and you saying that Windows RT is their future, or at least they think it is. That's the reason why they think it's their future, because people have you know <laughs> continued to do this Xbox Live thing and uh, not complained enough. That uh, they think everybody loves that, and that's the way to go. I'm just done. Uh, I will be getting a PS4. That's assuming that the PS4 is going to allow me to do all that stuff without paying for an online subscription of any kind, which I suspect yeah. it will. At least they used to. Yeah, that's the PS Live, right? It's what their network is called. <clears throat> uh, I've, I've played games on it, but not on any major. That was on the the PS2, I believe. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just I don't know. I I, I went with the Xbox. Originally, the Xbox 360, when I saw the uh, uh, the Wii U come out, or when they first were announcing it at E3, I thought, you know, my kids aren't interested in that. They've already got an iPad, so they have no reason to to, to have this Wii U thing. It's going to be too complicated for kids just to pick up and go. Uh, so I, I went with the Xbox 360 for the Kinect, and I agree I'm totally annoyed at the, the whole Xbox Live scam. Uh, that that's why I went ahead and converted one of my Xboxes to uh, to run off of a hard drive, so I don't have to load a bunch of stuff and it's offline and doesn't matter anymore. Hey, let me ask you this: I keep uh -huh. meaning to ask you this on this show. Um, the four gigabyte Xbox, I guess it's called the Arcade. Is that yeah. right? Does uh -huh. that have flash memory? Is that four gigabytes of flash memory, or is it just something? Yeah, it's it's not a hard drive. No, it's uh, that th that's <laughs> on chip. So that, so I cannot install a hard drive on this. No, you can. You still oh, can. Oh, really? Yeah. If there's a SATA slim, port? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What you do is you take off the, because uh, I did that on mine. I bought the, the four, four gig and then I upgraded. I was at a Sears and I saw, and this is my, my tech tip of the day. Sears is so confused about technology that <laughs> like the random Sears store in your town will just clearance things for ridiculous prices sometimes. Uh, I, I got a, 320 gig hard drive for my Xbox for like $42 clearance. <laughs> and, and I didn't believe it. They had two of them. So I went and grabbed one and bought it and then uh, took it home and it worked. I thought, man, I need to run back and get the other one. But someone else had saw it just like I did. So, uh, so yeah, I put that in with my, uh, my four gig internal. And so now I've got uh, th that space internally and the, the drive. I mean, it treats them as two separate drives. Wow. So, um, let me understand this. You just put the drive in, then you boot the box up, and then what happens? Yeah, when you do that, then then you're going to see listed in your storage options, you'll have the the new add-on drive and the four gigs of system memory also will both be listed. It'll try to uh, put you over to the system memory by default. And it takes, I think there's a setting you can configure that will switch it over to the, uh, the, uh, the new drive, but... Uh, at first, it tries to still 
re- convert everything over to the four gigs, which gets filled <laughs> so quickly, it's pretty much a waste. <laughs> it's funny, Max Gravy just said I sound 50 years old. Uh, I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. Actually, uh, Curtis, you should get sick more often because you sound nice and bassy and uh, very radio-y. Oh, do I? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, if you it, could just... Uh, Walk around that cubicle farm you work at and just uh, get yourself infected more often. <laughs> done. Uh, well, it's funny. How have I done on masking my coughs? Uh, I, I'm hoping I haven't busted any eardrums. Treading Water says 50. He's still a youngster, Teehee. <laughs> I had no idea Treading Water was so old. Recently, <laughs> she, she keeps saying things that lead me to believe that she's about 85 years old or something. And I thought, because she called this show at one time, and I thought she sounded like, at the most, maybe she's 40. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> nice. No, <laughs> 78. 78 is what you're going with? <laughs> I, I, I'm going with 21. Hmm. I would it, say wrong. Yeah, well, it's always safe just to go young. So yeah. let me understand. If I get a hard drive, I put it in my Xbox, I'm going to be able to actually install these games to that hard drive Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in order for me to play the games without putting in the disc, though, there's a hack oh, that has to be done, right? That's separate, and that's annoying because just because you put the internal drive in it, <laughs> the, the way the Xbox connects to it and the the key system it has, you can't load off of that drive. So the the system that I use has a <clears> – it puts a, a virtual uh, – like ISO drive, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. Uh, <clears throat> it it's a virtual C, uh, CD-ROM drive or DVD-ROM drive that passes it off to uh, a USB port instead, and you plug your plug in like an external USB drive into your Xbox, and then there's a ribbon cable that connects to this virtual uh, DVD drive, and that's what you use to run your games off of. So if you have that that internal drive is just for storage of loading games off a CD to it, and then for loading game saves and added content, uh, it won't help at all. Like, you can't have one complete package internal that has all your games stored on it Hmm. without some really destructive hacks to it that aren't worth it. Hmm. The the, the one that I went with, it's called X-Key. And if you just search online for, uh, it's X-Key, but the E in key will be a, a number three, uh, it's really easy to put in. Anyone can do it. Uh, you just put this, it, it plugs in between the power and the serial ATA connector for the DVD drive. <clears throat> and uh, give, there's this little ribbon cable you have to slide out through the back of it through one of the vents. Plug that in, hook up any external drive that has uh, ISOs that you, you can create. That's a little bit harder part of it. But uh, then I every time I, I load up that Xbox, uh, it treats my external uh, hard drive as a basically a mixed media CD that I have all my games stored on it, and I can load in those games straight from there. Okay, uh, you want to go to the phones? We got a caller. Sure. Okay. Uh, hi, you're on the air. Hey, uh, this is Steve Ballmer. I just wanted to say I know what you're doing to your Xbox over there, and I really don't appreciate it. Keep it up. <laughs> We're gonna pay you a visit. All right, over and out. And nice. Well, hey, Steve Ballmer comment calling from his ham radio relay. Yes. Uh, Stop making fun of me. I'm using a Windows phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> that sounds great for a Windows phone. <laughs> yeah, it's just really got a interface. It's got a modern interface. And a lot of battery life. 
in, in the best uh, uh, camera in the industry, right? Uh, it does have an amazing camera, but you cannot take color pictures. No color. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love this company. Over and out. Ten four. That's Good Steve buddy. Ballmer. Uh, thank you for calling in. He uh, he really loves this show, and I wish that from time to time he would take some of the advice we offer his company because yeah, I think we see things from outside the box. Uh, as consumers, the very people he's trying to reach, and I think we provide a perspective that uh, he fails to take advantage of sometimes. That's just I agree. Me. So anyway, uh, so yeah, let I mean, me ask you this. Okay, I want to be clear. If I install a hard drive in my Xbox, I don't necessarily need to do all the bull crap so that I don't have to put the disc in. I don't really care about that. Okay. Uh, but if I do this and I install the game to the drive, is that going to eliminate these load times? Uh, it, it, it does help. Yeah. I it only think, helps. Yeah. It's still uh, not great. What's uh, the point? Uh, cause I install, well, it, it might be the games that I play too. Cause I, I, I play. All I play games. is left for dead. If okay. you want to, uh, by the way, if you want, if you are a player of left for dead on Xbox and, and I don't play part two, really, I just play part one. But if you play left for dead on Xbox and you'd like to play with me, just add me to your friends list. I'm Jism Satchel. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> I wonder how many parents see my name pop up whenever their kids are playing Xbox. Like, You're not playing this Xbox anymore. Yeah. How many kids have I had uh, caused their son. Xbox to be removed from their bedroom? <laughs> my son just had his, his birthday uh, last weekend, and he, he's getting older and starting to spell out certain words, but I'm glad that that hasn't shown up <laughs> yet because we'll play. Uh, uh, well, I'll, I'll play. I won't let him play it, but... Uh, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 2 and when you come online it's funny it pops up and, and he says who's that and, uh, and of course he can't read it and I just say oh it's it's a friend of mine don't worry about it Vlad but someday the- he's going to say who's just some satchel Vlad says Windows Phone has a black and white screen the Windows Phone Pro is color <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's right that's right we're very proud <laughs> So, so Windows Phone Pro, that's the, the the one to go for if you if you want one that has a, a, a like the great battery life. It's has great Windows Windows Phone Pro has a hand crank on the side. You know, I just felt like people are going to be out and about boating. They're going to be picnicking. They're going to be visiting their family over the river and through the woods. Whatever it is, people do. They need power in that device, and so we installed the hand crank. Uh, it's really an innovation from Microsoft. We're very proud of that, and we really think it's going to take over the box. But there's no color. No color. <laughs> so, so wait a minute. Is that the hand crank, t- hand crank touch type edition? Yeah, it hand cranks, but it's got nothing to do with powering the device. <laughs> it's just for grating cheese. That's how you scroll up and down. It's only for grating cheese. <laughs> nice. Oh, fuck. Okay. So... That, that end there with Steve, I think it's how he ends every day was that little, the last part. I think he ends every phone call like this. Yeah, he's he's a a mouth breather. Is that what you would call that? He just lets off a long sigh that says, "I know now why I'm bald." Yeah, yeah. Uh, why why didn't I get in on this stock deal earlier? He is just every guy you've ever hated in your life. Steve Ballmer is every guy who's ever given you a problem about anything 
whether it was paying your rent late or whether it was <laughs> failing to turn in an assignment on time or just so whatever kind of crap someone's given you in your life. It was a wait. Steve Ballmer who did it. I, I kind of look at him as the best friend of the bully. He's not really brave enough to bully you, but he's always there when you're being bullied, and he's laughing. Only bully gays. I only bully the gay. <laughs> Can you imagine right now if Microsoft had some kind of, uh, I don't know, flap of some type when it when it comes to you know the gay marriage debate? How quickly they'd be done as a company? You look at Paula Dean, what's going on with her? How quickly she's fallen from grace? Microsoft is just one step away from the same kind of thing, aren't they? By you know, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but Evelyn sent me a link to the Trayvon Martin death pictures. Have you seen this? No, it's, I haven't. It's uh, well, it's just one death picture of him laying on the. I'm sorry, I'm laughing. <laughs> that was an appropriate laugh. I've Timing wise. Hold on, I'm gonna send this to you. It's not gruesome. Uh, it's not like ogreish or anything. Uh, well, I can't send it. Christ, she sent it to my other Skype account. But anyway. It's a picture of him laying on the ground dead and someone cut his picture out of that frame and inserted him into all kinds of other pictures. Oh, really? So there's like, <laughs> I'll just send it to you. Anyone, it's going around on the internet right now. I'm just it's thinking. the funniest thing I've ever seen. How bad would it be to have that Windows Metro interface and then have that be one of the tiles? <laughs> There's, there's like this classic picture of the police uh, in some country macing someone in yeah. an audience, and they've replaced the person who's being maced with Trayvon Martin's oh, really? dead body, but they they tilt him to the side so that he's standing up. Uh, and there's this one because... So it's like Weekend at Bernie's all of a sudden? Yeah, there's a Weekend at Bernie's where they put him uh, in between the two, and then that has got the Weekend at Bernie's thing up at the top. There's another one where because of the position he's laying in, uh, they made him look like the planter's peanut guy with the monocle oh. on the top hat. Yeah. And the, I just, uh, boy, just is that, I felt the, really bad. I mean, because regardless of how I feel about the case, uh, it's, you know, it is a dead 17-year-old at the end of everything. And so I kind of felt bad laughing, but some things are just funny. Uh, yeah, there's no way around it. the internet it. does is it makes it, it, it's so irreverent about everything that it doesn't matter what the circumstances right. are. It can it, become a meme. That's right. The internet acknowledges the things that we all think and laugh at and generally entertain ourselves with, but we do it in silence. And yeah. the internet just sort of exposes all of that. And puts it out there in your face. Uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, according to Pew, 6% of American adults use Reddit. I'm really yeah. surprised by that number. Me that too. seems way high. No, I agree. I, I always looked at it as like an age gauge, I guess, uh, that if you say the word Reddit and somebody, if they know what it is, they're probably younger than me. And if they have no idea, they're my age or older. Mm-hmm. Didn't Aaron yeah. Swartz, who hanged himself recently, isn't he one of the founders of Reddit? Well, was he a founder of it? I know he was involved in that because he constantly was posting on there, wasn't he, stuff. But I don't know if he was a creator of it. I'm not sure. Mm. Uh, oh, uh, Treading Water says, meme? I thought that was a photobomb. <laughs> is that a photobomb? I think a photobomb is just when someone's taking a picture and you stick your ugly mug in the frame. Yeah, well, I think you can turn a photobomb into a meme. I, I think one can be the other. Um, Trayvon... Martin death photo meme. Oops, meme. Uh, Basically, a photo bomb is a meme. Let me see. Trayvon oh, Martin death photo meme. 
Okay, let's see. Here it is. Uh, um, yeah, I, I can't find it. Here's one where they, well. Yeah, this is the planter's peanut one. <laughs> oh, my God. That is just a, I, that's just a hoot. I'm going to have to put a link to this in the, in the show notes just so yeah. people can see what it is that uh, I'm guffawing at here. This is just, uh, let me see here if I can find it on this one. Nope. Well, anyway, I'll post a link to that in the uh, show notes. And thank you to Evelyn for sending that to me because, boy, was I gut laughing. You know something is really funny when you're alone and you're laughing at it. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're laughing in the presence of other people, it's sort of a mood of the Social. room type thing. Yeah, it's like, oh, hey, yeah. let's all have fun and laugh together. Let me prove that I can have fun. Ha, ha, ha. See what I'm doing? Ha, ha, ha. But when you're alone and you're laughing, holy Christ, does, does that really uh, reveal how funny something actually is? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've got this. Uh, all I have left is this. Uh, this Doug Engelbert, the uh, Engelbart, yeah, the, the, the yep, inventor of the mouse, dead yeah. at 88. Yeah. There's also I, I'd read that he he created. I didn't go into detail reading it, but that he he was a creator of teleconferencing. Uh, I thought that was kind of wild because I. He created teleconferencing? I, that's what I read. I, I don't, I, like I said, I don't have the article up to say. Uh, Engelbart developed it. the tool in the 1960s as a wooden shell covering two metal yeah, wheels, patenting, patenting it long before the mouse's widespread. If they had just held on to that original design, I would <laughs> consider myself a proponent of the mouse. He also worked on early incarnations of email, word processing, and video teleconferences at the California Research Institute. The state's computer history museum was notified of his death by his daughter uh, in an email. Her father had been in poor health and died peacefully on Tuesday night in his sleep. And it's really funny that an 88-year-old guy dies after having invented this device in the 1960s. And even today, companies like Microsoft are trying to supplant our use of this device, and it just can't happen. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not really a device that's better than it out there. Um I've been using, I almost mentioned this earlier when we were talking about tablets, but I've been using Windows with a touchscreen probably for 13, 14 years because of, of uh, point-of-sale computers and terminals that I used to work with. And it sucks just as bad, or it sucks as much now as it did back then when it was uh, Windows uh, 95 that I was using with mm. it. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the mouse still is the best way, to, well, keyboard's the best way to interact with the computer, and then mouse is the you know, close second. I'll, I'll never get away from using a keyboard. Well, I know I personally am out of stuff to talk about. What you, What about you? Uh, I, the only other thing I wanted to bring up was Firefox OS had, had its uh, first phones over in Europe come out, and they look like crap toys. Did you see anything about those? Um, I did. I saw a couple photos of the device. Um, yeah, the... Uh, a-L-C-A-T-E-L -E and Z-T-E are the two phones. Alcatel or Alcatel? Here's a Firefox OS tablet hands-on at Computex 2013. Okay. Hi, my name is Nicole Scott from Mobile Geeks, and here we are at the Firefox OS launch with Foxconn. So oh Mozilla and Foxconn have had a press conference announcing their partnership. The Did most they? important thing from the partnership that we're seeing right here are some tablets. So there's no specifications on these. These are just prototype devices to kind of show off the possibility. We're not allowed to touch them at all. So there's a video here. How long has Firefox OS been out and you're not allowed to actually use it? 
Has it been out a while? It, well, I mean, it's been announced for 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 months. It's been around because I I was interested in at least trying it out, but it just I get more and more disappointed now that I've seen phones that 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 are running it. They they seriously look like you know how you can always go to uh, to like the low end stores like a big lots or a place that that has like low end devices and get the knockoff version or whatever the current popular technology is. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the brands right now, and it's. Uh, that's around the tip of my tongue. Uh, oh, Kobe. You know, there's C-O-B-Y that kind of looks like Sony. Oh, yeah. It's ne- never the same quality level as it. <laughs> wow, boy, is uh, that, isn't that just a ripoff? Wow, yeah. Kobe. I mean, How is like, that even allowed, man? You uh, telling yeah, me that Mike, Apple can sue Samsung over the things they sued for, but Kobe <laughs> continued to, to exist? I don't get <laughs> right. it. Yeah, well, that's what these remind me of. Or, or like when you're a kid, <laughs> like we were talking about gaming devices earlier, you're a kid and your aunt or your grandparents or your parents' friends buy you a gaming system. And it's one of those uh, tiger systems. If you remember with the little uh, LCD screen that had movements of only like um, one axis of a character. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No, but it sounds the, great. Yeah, the, Where they, can they I get scared. one? Yeah, well, they're almost better than the ET video game. Hmm. Uh, I think it was Tiger who made those was the name of the company. But... They, they were terrible. They, 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 again, they would have like one or two movements to the, the character on the game and no real action to it. But that's what these Firefox OS uh, devices look like. I'm like, how, how is it that Firefox, that they're the ones who knocked Microsoft and Internet Explorer off? If it wasn't for them, Chrome wouldn't have taken over. It, well, if Firefox hadn't come out and did what it did to uh, Internet Explorer, Chrome wouldn't have been able to show up and take over as quickly as it did. Uh, but Firefox had its day, and now the, the, with this OS, it's it's worse than Android and uh, Windows Phone back when they had bad interfaces compared to uh, Apple OS. Um, God damn it! What was I gonna say? Ah, I hate it when this happens. Yeah. Um, well, here's something to make you sick: the the new uh, Zynga chief is, is gonna make more than. $50 million to be in charge of Zynga. That's really interesting because I, I can't imagine that company has $50 million to spend. It's all advertising, man. That's what's so ridiculous about it. It's not because they have quality games. It's because of the money they make off the pay-per-click. I remember what I was going to say. If you noticed in the uh, Firefox OS video that I was just playing, they, <laughs> she, she says she wasn't able to touch the device that is just so yeah. dumb when these tech companies go to these uh, trade shows like this and they put these prototype devices on display and nobody can touch them. Don't you think as a company it's a good thing to, on a very small scale, let people at your booth hold the device and touch it and see yeah. see how they use it? See what it is well, that they intuitively try to do with your vice, device that it's not doing very well because that's going to give you a lot of insight from real world people, actual human beings, uh, in terms of what it is you need to do to improve this device or this platform, which is a, this is DOA anyway. I, yeah, it was just proves how half baked it was. It was it was a good idea <laughs> a couple of years ago. They just took too long to to get out there. Well, and it was yeah. a reactionary idea. Uh, yeah, it was not the result of any sort of profound innovation that happened over at Mozilla. It's uh, yeah. just like a lot of failed ideas, as we can see in numerous examples over at Microsoft and elsewhere. Reactionary 
uh, it just doesn't work. Reactionary approaches to things just don't work very well typically. I remember what I was going to say a moment ago, uh, talking about Chrome. I think I'm going to stop using Chrome. It has just oh, really? become such a memory hog. Yeah, uh, it brings my it brings every machine I have nearly to a crawl. And Chrome on Android, forget about it. Uh, just last night, I was using Chrome on my Nexus uh, Galaxy Nexus. And I'm sitting here thinking, man, this is sluggish. Man, my phone is slow. And I thought, you know what? F this. And I went in and I uninstalled Chrome and I went back to the stock browser. And wow, is it just an amazing device now. The stock browser works five times faster than Chrome on really? doing anything. Doing anything. Well, if that's the case, think how bad Chromebook is. We, we need to get somebody on here to, to talk about their experience with Chromebook. Because I'd be interested hearing hear, hearing what you're saying with Chrome OS uh, in general. If Chrome OS is anything like that, well, I mean, if you've got an entire, if you've got a device and all the hardware is dedicated to the use of Chrome as an OS, mm -hmm. which really isn't Chrome as we think of Chrome anyway. It's it's just yeah, I know. But... It's just a Chrome shell over Linux, I guess. Yeah, but still, I mean, <laughs> if that that's going to be referenced on so many different applications because they want you to use. Uh, web apps for it that that means this memory hog of a browser my my problem with chrome is that i have way too many browser tabs open so of course it's going to use up a lot of memory for me i'm just done with chrome i think at least for now yeah. and i mean as as we're doing this show i've the whole time i've been using firefox really and, I've, uh, I've been using chrome well give firefox another try because they have really gone after memory optimization and later versions of firefox uh They've really made a point of that, and uh, they're doing a lot of things as far as user privacy that I like. And the next version of Firefox, uh, third-party cookies are going to be disabled by default, yeah, which well, is going to really reshape a lot of things in the online advertising business. Oh, it, it trusts me, lots of things. I, I just recently had built a, a web application that it relies on cookies to be able to uh, do all kinds of... Uh, things for well this isn't just cookies though it's third-party cookies right well, I, well that's what yeah but but the thing is so many sites their functionality is based off of of cookies yeah uh because -huh. uh, the eu just recently passed a law where uh you have to disclose all cookies before uh letting before you could let the browser store a cookie you have to disclose what the cookie is and what its purpose is you'll notice if you go to any sites in europe they'll always have this pop-up talking about it uh, especially if it's based out of England because they're the strictest about it. But they'll fine you, like, I think $30,000 or euros if your website doesn't have a cookie policy on it. Really? Yeah. yeah, which the U.S. is going to go the direction of what Firefox is doing at some point where they just mandate the browsers can't store them. It's an opt-in rather than an opt-out. Oh, I see. If I go to google.co.uk, down at the bottom, cookies help us deliver our services by using the our services you agreed to our use of cookies, and then there's an okay. Yeah, click. and once you do that, it stores a cookie, and it doesn't ask well, you. Well, I'm not clicking that. I don't want a cookie. Yeah, don't. Uh, well, you know, it's funny that uh, I, I've said this several times that it, it's funny how I, you know, I, I've on my Mac and on my iPhone, I end up using more Google services on them than I do Apple services, and that's kind of sad, but uh, especially now with all of the, uh, the privacy issues that we have at Google is the worst. Yeah, I don't know if you remember you know, years ago, I was saying how I, I used to love Google, but they scare me now. I think all that fear has finally uh, <laughs> bubbled up. 
it's sad that I still use their services knowing that they're tracking everything. Eh, what are you going to do? Right. I mean, really? I, I'm starting my own internet. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's going to be a WWW3. Well, I'd say the show's over. What do you think? I agree. Uh, <laughs> as I was coughing. Well, that's fine. I think you did a great job under uh, even being under the weather. Uh, worked awesome. out wonderfully. Cool. Uh, you didn't nice. sound too terribly different than people have come to expect. That's good. I'm glad uh, to hear that too. Yes. Although I'm now 50. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. It's yeah. very. De- it's, it's just very depressing how fast time goes by, Curtis. Just a couple of weeks ago, you were like 35. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, back when I was in Gettysburg and they told me about this thing called the internet, yeah, I just didn't understand it. DNS? What's that? <laughs> <laughs> All <Okay>. right, <laughs> everybody uh, have a lovely night. Thanks for listening live. And for those of you who download the shows that we produce here, thanks for doing that. And uh, just uh, visit our website at ufoship.com if you'd like to listen live and you're getting the downloaded version of this show. Um, yeah, that's it. See you guys later. See you, Curtis. Have a good yep, night, everybody. Good yep, night. This is The Spec Sheet. 